powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your uh, Bible to the Lord or your word to the Lord. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app. Did you know? that you can read through the whole Bible in a year right through the Harvest Mobile app. And here's what I love about it. I'm, I'm a visual person. Anybody else like that? I'm a visual person. So what I love about it is that the app will read the Bible to you so that you can sit there and imagine the story. Uh, and so you can do all of that. And it's totally free because of your faithful giving. Amen? Amen? Let's go. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, do what you do when you do how you do when you do it because you do it so well. Speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us now with power. Uh, in Jesus' name. Somebody say, Lord, speak to me today. Come on, say, Lord, answer my prayers. Come on, say it, y'all. Say, Lord, speak to me with power. Say, stretch my faith today. Make me in who you want me to be. Come on, say, your will be done in my life, in Jesus' name. Can I get you to give God one more praise in this place, church? Come on, I said, can I get you to give God one more praise? <laughs> so, so listen, we've been in this series called Represent. Somebody say Represent. Re means again, and present means introduce. And so I've been reintroducing us to a variety of topics uh, throughout this series. Today's topic is about who you are. Oftentimes, if you grew up in church, you heard this phrase, you need to know who you are in Christ. And so people would hang on to a concept, but never understand the construct of the concept. What do you mean? That they would latch on to a catchphrase, but never understood what the phrase was trying to catch. In other words, people would say you need to know who you are, but they never tell you who you are. So what I want to do is reintroduce you to your yourself. You are a king and a priest. I need you to say that. Say your first name, please. Say you are a king and a priest. 
Now, ladies, of course, if, you, if you're a lady, then obviously queen, but just flow with me, all right? We can't say kings, queens, and priests. You got to just make it what the Bible says, all right? Let me lay the foundation of what that means to you and I. Once you become a Christian, and if you're not, in a moment, I'm going to extend an invitation and an opportunity for you to, because in case you do not know, Jesus is madly in love with you. What does that mean? He loved us so much. Watch this. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and paid the price. Watch me for something it never did. It's amazing to think that Jesus died for something he didn't do. I need you to stop getting upset when you got to deal with problems you didn't create. Could it be that you're in good company with Jesus? Because even Jesus had to deal with problems he didn't create. He had to be talked about for stuff he didn't do. He had to be lied on for things that were untrue. I need you to stop getting upset because your process involves the same things that Jesus went through. To be a Christian means to be Christ-like. So if Christ was lied on, touch your neighbor and say, you are going to be also. But I need you not to grow weary in well-doing because in due season, the Bible says you'll, uh, you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. Well, baby, it's your winning season, which means it's your due season. So for all of the hell you've been through, can you touch your neighbor and say, it's about to pay off? I need you not to be upset if people walk away from you. God says they were no longer necessary. It's about to pay off. I need you not to be upset if people throw rocks at you. They were no longer necessary. It's about to pay off. Can I get everybody under the sound of my voice to release five seconds of worship for what's coming your way? It's about to be worth it. You're going to be so glad you didn't quit. You're going to be so glad you didn't commit suicide. You're going to be so glad you didn't give up. Somebody say, it's about to pay off. Watch me. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Jesus now. Jesus gets on the cross. He is God in a body. He's 100% God, 100% man. He's 100% divinity, 100% humanity. And he gets on the cross to pay the price for things he never did. He gets on the cross to pay the price so you and I could be healed one day. He gets on the cross to pay the price so you and I could be set free from oppression one day. He gets on the cross to pay the price so that he'd die from it so you don't have to. I need you to understand what Jesus really did for you because this is more than just not dying and going in hell. This is about being able to bring heaven down to earth. Can I preach? The scripture says, watch this, that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. That meant, watch this, that the kingdom of heaven, that means heaven's attributes, that they were possible to experience them on earth. Now watch this. That doesn't mean perfection in your life. I need you to stop expecting something God never promised. Stop expecting a day where you're not going to have any enemies. If you no longer have any enemies, then watch this. That means you're done conquering. And if you're done conquering, that means you no longer have a reason to breathe. I need you to realize if you still got an enemy, that means you still got purpose. If you got an enemy, that means you still got stuff to accomplish. I need you not to be expecting something that God didn't actually promise. Here's what he said. He says, you'll be able to experience heaven's attributes on earth. He says, in other words, watch this. He says, you're not trying to die to get over there. You're living to bring over there down here somebody say that's bible I, I need you watch this i need you to get ready to experience that no 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 say i'm a king and a priest come on y'all say i'm a king and a priest jesus when he died he died to save us from ourselves um watch this parents you discover when you're raising children that often the greatest obstacle to your child's success is them. 
we like to talk a lot about peer pressure, but we don't talk about the fact that, watch this, they, that, watch this th that the pressure was able to be applied by a peer. Which means that there was something, watch this, there was something in error in the individual that made them think that because somebody pressured them to do something that they know they shouldn't do or know that they're better than, that they wanted to be accepted so bad they did it anyhow. I don't know who I'm talking to, watch this, but I rebuke your desire to be accepted by people you're supposed to lead. Y'all ain't talking to me. I rebuke your desire, watch this, for every leader under the sound of my voice. You can either pick friendship or leadership. Sometimes you can't pick both. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in here. Now, 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 check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. He, he, he died to save us from ourselves. Because can I be honest with you? Sometimes our greatest enemy is the inner me. Not only did he desire to save us from ourselves, watch this, he died to reconnect us to who we originally were and who he originally made us to be before we received the body. See, let me take you to scripture. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God is speaking to a young man named Jeremiah. Jeremiah was going to be a prophet. That means one who speaks on behalf of God. Now, what's significant about Jeremiah is that Jeremiah is often referred to as the weeping prophet because his assignment made him weep. Watch. Sometimes what you're called to do, watch this, will cause you to be a stronger you. Watch this, because it's going to make the weaker you suffer. <laughs> Jeremiah was doing what he was called to do, but in him doing it, it made him weep. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I need you to stop thinking that because God wants you to do it. He's going to make it easy. Y'all playing with me. I'm doing all these uh, karate moves because it's so good to me. I'm preaching to myself. Would you touch your neighbor and say, it might not be easy. Say, but it's what you're called to do. It may not be easy being a single parent, but you got this. It may not be easy starting that business, but you got this. It may not be easy raising those kids, but you got this. Slap somebody, have five, say, you got this. What? What? But he's called the weeping prophet because in him doing what God sent him to do, it hurts him. He gets betrayed. He gets beaten. He gets treated like trash for the people he's trying to help. For every person in here who watches this, you're like, why do people treat me like this and I'm trying to help? That's what it costs to be a bridge. You get walked on. To every person that says, I ain't going to be nice to nobody no more because of how people have treated me in my past. I need you to know you were sowing mercy for your future. The reason why God's been so kind to you, even though you did some crazy stuff, is because of some mercy that you had for somebody last year. Some mercy you had for somebody five years ago. I need you to know, watch this. You weren't weak. You weren't getting played. You were sowing mercy for your future. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5. Before I formed you in the womb. Stop. That means life begins before conception. Come here, please. Life begins before conception. Before I formed you in the womb. Which means God says, I knew you before you had a body. Which means, watch this. When your mama met your daddy, that's not when you were conceived. You existed before they ever met. That's why you can't get caught up, watch this, in your generational curses. Because you were the one sent to break the curse. Because you existed before there was before there was a curse before I formed you in the womb touch your neighbor say I, I pre-existed my body before I formed you in the womb I knew you 
Watch this. God says, I formed you, which means, watch this, life deforms us, so after coming to Jesus, we're constantly being reformed. I need you to stop getting mad that he won't accept who you used to be. I need you to stop getting mad that he won't accept how you used to act, how you used to talk, how you used to walk. Because what happens is he says, I formed you. Then when you got here, life tried to deform you. What do you think that childhood was about? Deformation. What do you think being dropped by your daddy was about? Deformation. Being betrayed by your mama? Deformation. Going through bad relationships? Deformation. And I came to tell somebody, I don't care what the devil tried to do to deform you. God says, I'm reforming you to take you back to the you you were before I sent you to the earth. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. In other words, God says, you and I were like this. That's why becoming a Christian is called reconciliation. Re, again, concile, connect. I can't reconnect to what I've never been connected to in the first place. Let me prove it to you. That's why sometimes when you start worshiping, all of a sudden you have a transcendent experience. What do you mean? You feel like you leave your body. Why? Because your spirit is connecting with the God you knew before you had a body. That's why, watch this, some of you, watch this. You know that you really transcended your fleshly or your bodily experience because there are certain things that can happen with you and you'll feel like you've had an out-of-body experience. I wish somebody would tell me the truth in here. The reason you have that experience is because God says you're used to not living in a body. And when you got a body, all of a sudden you got burned. And when you got burned, you forgot who you were. So look at the Bible. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, watch this. He says, I knew you. Somebody say, he knows me. That means God says, I know you. And not only do I know you because I'm omniscient, omniscient, omni-all-scient knowledge, because I know everything. He says, I knew you were going to go through some things that tried to deform you. So watch what he says. He says, so before you were born, somebody say, before I got here, I consecrated you. Here's what that means. I set you apart to be used. Say, I've been set apart. Please talk to me like an army. Say, I've been set apart before I got here. Notice how I said it. I've been set apart. I've been set apart. Notice I didn't say I was set apart. I've been, because he never put you back with the regulars. You've been set apart, which is why every time you try to watch this fit in with folk uh, that you're supposed to leave and folks you're supposed to change and bad crowds and whatever it was, maybe it was a gang, maybe it was a clique, maybe it was some negative friends. Even when you tried to fit, let's tell the truth, you still stood out. Let's tell the truth. Even when you tried to be like them, you still stood out. Even when you tried to act like those friends that were no good, you still stood out. Why? Because God says, I never put you back in general population. (sighs) Say, he set me apart. That's why it seems like everybody else gets away with everything and you don't. And I need you to stop being mad that you get called to the carpet and other people don't. They're not set apart. You are. Touch your neighbor and say, you've been set apart. Say it again. Say, you've been set apart. That's the wrong neighbor because they ain't responding. Touch them and say, you've been set apart. And say, God hasn't changed his mind. That's why people always talk about you. I need you to not even be mad anymore. I need you to say, for real? 
And the next time, watch this, you're going to be able to sense they've been talking about you. And when you walk around, just say, tell me what you were saying about me. Let me know what is so important about me that I got to dominate your conversation. I've been set apart. And when you've been set apart, if they can't find a lie, they'll make one up. I need y'all to stop believing what other people say about other people because maybe all they're doing is haters. Touch your neighbor and say, I believe the best about you. I believe the best. If your neighbor didn't touch you, skip them and go to somebody else. Say, I believe the best about you. What's this? Can I, can I teach? So here's what the enemy wants. He wants so many people to misuse you that when God is ready to use you, you are unwilling. Shut up! I'm not telling you to shut up. I'm, it's a figure of speech. It's so good to me. I have to say shut up. I'm going to back that thing up. You call him Big Jesus when I back this thing. Watch. Watch. Consecrate means to set apart to use. Every, every person who can cook in here, holler at me. You'll set something out before you leave the house in the morning. You consecrated it to be used by you. Watch me, watch me. When you're ready to use it, because you have thoughts and plans for it. But every person that's ever cooked something knows that if it wasn't just you living at your house, somebody saw what you left out that you wanted to use, please be a good class. And they misused it for what they wanted to do with it. So that by the time you got ready to use it, it couldn't be used. Would you look at me? I need you to free God from what people did to you. Yeah, y'all, y'all are playing with me. I, I need you to free God. Tell your neighbor, say free God. From what people did to you. God says, I set you out. And then somebody that didn't know what they were doing. They lied to you. They abused you. They dogged you out. And then God says, when I get ready to use you, you're all used up. But I rebuke your weariness. And I rebuke your storm. And I rebuke the stuff that misused you. Somebody say, because God's ready to use me. Then he says, then he says, then he says, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So he says, I set you apart to use you. He says, so what you're going to have to deal with is people who misuse you. So that when I'm ready to use you, you're unwilling. How many of y'all, watch this, you are, you are in this building, but you're still running from God? You know you should be serving at a higher level. You just are unwilling. You know you should be in the apprenticeship. You're just unwilling. Y'all ain't saying that to me, and I promise you, I promise you I ain't stunning you. I love you. I got I to gotta give it to you. You know there's greater in you, but you're unwilling. He's just like, I don't want to be hurt again. And God is like, but what did I do to you? 
God says, your cousin did that to you. I didn't do that to you. Your family did that to you. I didn't do that to you. I set you apart and you let them use you. Don't blame me for not blocking them misusing you. I speak to every ministry gift in here. Let y'all free me so I can do what I want to do. I speak to every fivefold ministry gift in here, and I command you to rise up. I speak to every spiritual gift in here. I command you to rise up. I speak to every talent, every gift, every skill, every ability, and I command you to rise up and be used for God's glory. Y'all give God three seconds of glory now. Go. Three. Go. 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 Two. Go. 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 Somebody say, yes, Lord. So watch me. Watch me. Here's what he says. I decided your what? He says, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. What are you supposed to do, Jeremiah? I decided your what? Which means you don't decide your what. Whenever you decide your what, watch me, you may even experience success at it. But watch me, you're not fulfilled. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, I was talking, and we were talking, we were talking about something, and I said, well, you know, now you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you got this going on, and I said, you know, so how, how do you feel? They said, you want me to be honest? I said, oh, my God, please don't lie to me. <laughs> Here's what they said. Here were the words they said. They said, they feel like their life is wasting away. <laughs> they said, they feel like they are total waste. I said, but wait a minute. Watch me. You have more money than you've ever had. I said, you're doing better than you've ever done. They said, all of that's true. They said, but watch this. They said, but I'm not fulfilled. Because what I'm supposed to be doing, come here, y'all. The what I was sent to do and the who I was sent to be, I am not doing it. So even though I got money, I'm still not happy. Say, Lord, I want your what? Please say it like an army. Say, Lord, I want your what? So here's one. Here's one what he's decided for us all. Revelation 5.10 is the title of the message. English Standard says it's slightly different than New King James. So we're going to stick with English Standard because that's the predominant used version in our app. It says, and you have made them. Somebody say, he made me. So remember Jeremiah. I ordained your prophet. I made you. This is my choice for you. Got it? In other words, you don't have a say in this. You cannot do it and I'll get someone else. But you were my original choice. I don't know about you. I don't want nobody doing what I was sent to do. If that's my seat, give me. Y'all ain't talking to me. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, take your seat, please. And you have made them a kingdom and priest. New King James says kings and priests to our God. Can you say this last part with me? And they shall reign on the earth. God has decided that about you. Now, you have some specific what's, but general what's, God says, I have decided that. Now, you can act like you ain't a king, and that's your choice. You can act like you're not a priest, and that's your choice. But don't blame me if your life sucks because you didn't want to be what I told you to be. I know sucks is a strong word, but just touch your neighbor and say, let's tell the truth in church today. Don't be mad at me if you got money, but you're unfulfilled. That's your choice. Mm. Watch. Sometimes the idea of being a king and a priest can seem far off. It seems so far away because we don't have a monarchy in America. Thank God. 
we don't have that in America. So it can seem distant. Like, what does the king do? Like, what is a king? So sometimes, you know, every, all kinds of things come to your mind. Pageantry and, and robes and crowns and things like this. And, and being a priest, it can, seem, it can seem so far off. So let me represent it. Say, represent it, Bishop. So here's the king. First, a king. They inherit the position by birthright. Stop. That's why we get born. So that now you have a new birth. Right. So it doesn't matter if your natural lineage didn't leave you anything. Your spiritual lineage says, watch this. I give you the position of a king. That's why he's king of kings and lord of lords. Somebody say, I'm sitting next to a king. When you understand you're a king, it changes how you act and you won't act whack because you know how to act. Watch. But then not only does it mean, watch this, that you inherit the position by birthright. But then it means you master your domain and expand the kingdom. Three things. You get it by birthright. You master your domain and you expand the kingdom. Now, there's seven kingdoms, spheres, areas. Domains of influence in society for us to infiltrate, master, and overtake. Say it again. For us to infiltrate. Can you say infiltrate? Infiltrate. Master. Master. Overtake. Overtake. For his glory. When God knows your motives are wrong, watch this. Watch this. God will allow one of two things to happen. One, he'll allow you premature exposure. Some of you, watch this. God has not allowed you to be seen because you weren't ready. And you cannot be angry at the fact that he didn't allow you to prematurely expose. Why? Watch this. Because he wanted you to reign long term. Y'all not saying nothing to me. When that butterfly is in its process of evolution, if it's going to be a small butterfly, it stays underground for two, ye- or for two weeks. But if it's going to be a monarch butterfly, a king butterfly, one that rules, reigns, conquers, and subdues, it's got to stay underground for two years. I need you to not be mad at the days you've been underground. I need you to not be mad at the days you were overlooked because you're about to go to overbook. I need you not. Somebody say, I'm not mad at my process. Watch, 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 watch. Infiltrate, master, and overtake. Say it with me. Infiltrate, master, overtake. You've heard them before. They're in our core values. There's seven of them. One is arts and entertainment. Second is business. Third is education. Fourth is family. Fifth is government. Sixth is media. Seven is church. We are all already in one of those seven spheres. Everybody in the sound of my voice today, you're in the seventh of those spheres, which is church. You ready? Here's the question. Are you mastering where you've been sent? One of the things I see that's so significant about people today is they want to graduate when they haven't mastered anything. They want a trophy for effort, not for winning. They want people to pay them respect because they showed up, but not because they served well. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. What's this? What's this? Say master. See, see, that's what the word rule means. When I say rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. It means master. What have you mastered? What have you mastered? Touch your neighbor and say, what have you mastered? 
Not what's perfect. What have you mastered? Have you mastered your emotions or are you controlled by them? You're trying to give other people a family, a family advice about their family. Have you mastered yours? Y'all you not saying nothing to me. Have you mastered being a good employee before you're trying to start your business? Y'all not saying nothing. We've, we've, we've got a generation where everybody wants to be Instagram famous. Grain. Graham, excuse me. Everybody want to be Instagram famous. Because you think that's all it takes. Look, I got a million fans on Instagram, but watch this. But how's your heart? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, and it's about to get real here in about 45 seconds. You got folks who want their own stage. They haven't mastered serving on somebody else's stage. Y'all not saying nothing to me. For all you Harvest Worship singers, how dare you not master this stage and you trying to go master somebody else's stage. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Put your hands together and tell God yes. It's amazing. We won't master what we do for God. Yet we want people to celebrate what we do out there. Y'all ain't got to like it. It's Bible and it's right. There was an old school song said, I know the Bible is right. And somebody. Y'all don't know that one. <laughs> Somebody's wrong. Say, I'm a king. Talk to me, please. Say, I'm a king. The second thing, you're a priest. Ooh, you ready for this? Here's what the definition of priest means in that text. A life of sacrifice. See, I'm representing it. Because before when I taught you kings and priests, it was success and spirituality, which is true. But now I'm representing it to you. So now, what have you mastered? And what have you sacrificed? We live in a culture where we want a whole lot. But, but sometimes we're not willing to sacrifice for what we say we want. Y'all not saying, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and we were talking about this very subject and I said, well, see, but that's why you're blessed. I said, because you know how to sacrifice and get the job done. I said, that's why you're blessed and you don't understand why other people aren't blessed is because they're not willing to sacrifice. Somebody high five somebody around just say sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Now, we don't like this in Americanized Christianity because in Americanized Christianity, we just want God to give us everything, but that's not Bible. In the Bible, you're going to have to live a life of sacrifice. What does sacrifice mean? I give up our lesser for God's greater. Say, I give up my lesser for God's greater. There's these five T's I've taught you. There's an infographic. Y'all find that and pop, pop it on the screen for me. There's these five T's of, of things that are important to God throughout the scripture. The first is time. That's church attendance. What's the sacrifice? I'm giving up my time for him. You can snap a photo of it. It's on the website too. Treasure. What's the sacrifice? The sacrifice is I'm giving of my financial resources. Got it? I'm sacrificing for me to give to him. And the truth is most people don't sacrifice. Because a sacrifice is something that should hurt. Which means you should feel it leaving. Talent. What's the sacrifice? I'm using my gift and talent. Watch this. And I'm serving the Lord. You know a problem we got with the modern church is everybody wants to be paid for everything. If you're paid for everything, when have you actually ever served God? You don't serve them because you get paid for everything. 
Everybody want a check. Everybody want a handout. So you actually don't even serve the Lord because every time you step in the house, you got to get paid to be in the house. So God says, I can't bless you. You can't be great because you're not actually my servant. You're an employee. You're not my servant. You're a contractor. Y'all not talking to me. You're not my servant. You're a worker. You don't do it to serve me. Y'all don't like this here. Four, thirst. That's prayer, praise, and worship. If you don't feel like it, do you sacrifice or do you just? Song says bow down. You just post it up. <laughs> All right now, Darlene. All right now. That's good. <laughs> Song says, lift your hands. You... And I'm not judging you because maybe you're nervous. Maybe you're scared. But I guarantee you, if you got free tickets to a Bronco game and they said, everybody holler, Woo-hoo! watch me, they ain't even good right now. Now, he might turn it around, but it ain't turned around yet. We love the hometown team, whatever your favorite team is. Touch your neighbor and say, that man is telling the truth. Is it a sacrifice? There are some times when you're praising and worshiping and you got so much stuff bombarding your head and God says, that's when I want it the most. I want it the most when it's hardest to do. I want it the most when it's hardest to feel. I want it the most when it's a sacrifice. That's his last one. Your testimony. What's the sacrifice? Getting out of your comfort zone to tell other people about the Lord. You're so worried about, watch this, offending people who, who, let's just tell the truth, who if they don't give their lives to the Lord, you know. I wonder which is going to be more offensive. You inviting them to church or you not inviting them and them dying and saying, this soul is hot in here. And I can't take off my clothes. Touch your neighbor and say, sacrifice. Sacrifice. What are you willing to give up that's yours to get something greater that's his? This is a shame that people have to be begged to sacrifice for the God who saved them. It's a shame people got to be talked to 50, 11 times to be faithful to the God that was faithful to them. I don't know about y'all, but watch this. I'm going to give God 10 seconds of glory. Why? Because he's been faithful to me. Go. somebody say thank you Lord say thank you Lord watch so so that's foundation let me finish the message so here's demonstration here's demonstration of being a king and a priest in everyday life sown through three principles by Jesus first John 4 17 the latter part of the verse says because as he is so are we in the world in other words what we see him do we do say Christian see Christian do Say it with me. Uh-huh. One more time. Uh-huh. Hey, say it. All right, that'll work. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I got to move. Here it is. Here's the first point. I'm going to write a new song. Here's the first point. Fit. Fit. I'm going to alliterate. They're all going to start with F so you remember. Fit. By fit, I mean prepared. When you're fit, you're prepared. Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to get Fit. 
Jesus, who's an unmarried millennial by today's societal label, which means he didn't fit normal. Stop. God knows you don't fit the normal bill. He don't want that no more. Jesus did so well in business as a carpenter. The Greek word is tekton, which means builder. It's not really carpenter. It's a builder. That at age 30, he was able to go into full-time ministry and hire 12 guys full-time. Somebody said he was prepared. Question, are you preparing for what you're prayed for? Or are you just hoping you're ready? Mark chapter 6, verse number 3. Come on, let's ride. I got four minutes. Let's go. Mark chapter 6, verse 3. Is this not the carpenter or the builder, the son of Mary and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us if they took offense at him? Look at me. First of all, they wanted him to be who they met him as. There are many people around you that want you to continue to be who they met you. When they met you, you were, you were messed up, jacked up, tied up, all that. And now that you're not that anymore, they keep trying to remind you of what you used to be. And you need to tell them, I was that. I used to do that. But thank God he didn't leave me. Come on here. The way that he found me. There's some people you're going to have to reintroduce, represent yourself to. Because the last time they saw you, you were struggling. But now since you're a faithful giver, you're in overflow. The last time they met you, you were thirsty to be in a relationship. And now you've learned to love your... Y'all not saying nothing to me. Somebody say, let me reintroduce myself. If there are some people in your life you know need a represent and a reintroduction, can I get you to stand up and just do this as a prophetic gesture? Why? Let me reintroduce myself to you. You knew who I used to be. But baby, God's made me into somebody new. Somebody holler, yes, Lord. You can be seated. Watch this. He was fit, y'all. He was prepared to demonstrate. He spent 30 years to prepare, to reign, to master, to expand for three and a half. Ten times the time to prepare. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then his demonstration. Look at me. Maybe you feel like you're wasting time because you are. You're not preparing. You're just waiting. Ooh, but everybody on your row. Everybody on your row. Touch your neighbor and say, this is the fit row. I declare that if you were wasting time, that just came to an end. And I declare that you're using the time you have to prepare. What am I preparing for? I'm preparing for demonstration. I'm preparing for manifestation. What I prayed for, I'm getting ready for. Somebody say, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Second thing Jesus was. This is what kings and priests do. One, they're fit. Jesus said, at age 30, I'm in this thing. And he said, so I need to have some money stored up. So at age 30, I can let the business go and let ministry flow. Shut up. In other words, he says, it's figure speech, y'all. In other words, he says, watch this. I can't let money be the reason I don't do what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to get ready so that when, I, when, I, when it's my time to be on stage, I'm ready for it. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. Say it again. Say, get ready. Now, check this out. Check this out. He says, I got 30 years to get ready. And I'm only going to be on the stage for three and a half years. 
Which means, it takes us to our second point. You ready? I got to be focused. <laughs> In John chapter 13, verse 26, Jesus says this. Now, he's talking about who's going to betray him. Y'all, these last two points are probably going to make me throw the mic. So, if you see my hand caught back, just move out of that section. I'm just, I'm just telling you up front. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. It's nothing personal. I wasn't aiming for nobody. It's wherever I'm walking on the stage at that time. I'm just telling you right now, okay? And if you get hurt, uh, where are the nurses at? Okay? We got plenty of nursing professionals in the building that can aid you and assist you. You can't do nothing. You wave that right when you came through the door. Got to read them signs. Um, John 13, 26. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? John's like, who going to betray you? Jesus is like, this Mark. Mark means sucker. The one I'm going to watch this. Y'all ready for this? I didn't even see this until right now. The one I'm about to feed. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you who's going to hurt you deepest. The ones you helped the. And I need you to not stop helping because they hurt you. Do you see this? It's the one I'm about to give some bread to. I'm about to feed him when I've dipped him. So when he dipped the morsel, he gave it to who? Judas. Judas means peephole in the door. The son of Simon Iscariot. Iscariot means traitor. Judas' name prophesied who he was. Y'all ready for this? Look at this, verse 27. Then after he took the food, Touch your neighbor, say, they're going to use you. Say, keep going anyhow. Ah! Okay, stop, 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 stop. Watch what Jesus says. Jesus feeds him. I ain't even going to have no person to illustrate this because I don't want to speak nothing. I'd hate to see you. your entrails come out. It's Bible. He hands him the food. When he hands him the food, that's what Judas did. He hung himself and his entrails came out. Because your Judas will always take themselves out. That's why you don't pay them no attention. They'll always excuse themselves from the meeting, excuse themselves from the church, excuse themselves from your business, excuse themselves from your family. They'll always excuse themselves. Watch me, please. Look what he tells Judas. Y'all ready? This is so good to me. I want to climb on this thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus said to him, hey dude, hey Mark, do what you gonna do. Say it with me, quickly. In other words, stop pretending like you love me. You don't. Stop pretending like you're with me. You're not. Stop pretending like you're in my corner. You're not. Just go on and do what you're going to do because I got stuff to. Somebody holler, yeah. Stop, though. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why this is so important. Let me tell you why this is so important. Touch the neighbor and say, tell them to do it quickly. Tell them to do it. 
I don't need no gray with you. It's black or white. Either you're with me or you're not. And if you're not, hurry up and lie. Hurry up and cheat. Hurry up and steal. I got stuff to do. Watch me. Watch me. Jesus knew who was against him. And listen to me, please. Listen to me, please. I'm going to help you. It's helped me. Listen to me. He didn't fight for Judas's loyalty. You spending too much of your time reminding people of what you did for them and why they should be loyal to you. They are not. And if they're not, let them go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus didn't fight for Judas's loyalty, nor did he remind him, Judas, look at what I've done for you. Stop reminding people of what you've done for them. You sound desperate. And somebody high five your neighbor say, and I'm not. If the current group won't appreciate you, God will give you a new group. I need you not to let your now people get you upset so you don't get to your next people. Somebody say it's coming my way. Listen, he didn't beg Judas to support him. Y'all please share it. Y'all please do this. Mm -mm. He said, if you ain't going to do it, fine. Come here, what's love got to do with it? Because I got a whole room full of people. That's what Tina told Ike. <laughs> Google it, Google it, Google it, Google it, Google it. Maybe God was using last to get you ready. Let me move. Listen to me. He didn't confront him about his lies because he knew he couldn't change him. How many meetings you got to have with a lie? Y'all are playing with me. Touch your neighbor and say, cancel the meeting. Tell ah! somebody else say, cancel the meeting. Whenever you confront a liar, you only make them smarter. Now, let me give that context. Because some of you, you're just suspicious. You don't have evidence. And so you canceling people left and right off of something you heard, not what you know. So don't take that too far. But Jesus watched this dude steal from him. And when another lady was trying to minister to him, Mary Magdalene, the one who several demons came out of, the Bible says, she was ministering to Jesus. She took her box of alabaster. She had her some good Chanel number. She pours it on Jesus' feet. Judas is like, why is she spending this on him? Stop, stop, stop. Judas didn't know the value of the man he had. He didn't know he was sitting next to the king of kings. I pray you don't have what you need and you'll miss, but you miss it. Mm -hmm. I pray God don't have to give what your gift was to somebody else because they know what to do with it. Touch your neighbor say, honor what you got, honor what you got. I'm seven minutes over. I'm seven minutes over. Watch me. You ready? You ready? He looked at Mary Magdalene, 
spending 300 denarii worth of perfume on Jesus' feet as a waste because he never, ever appreciated the value of who Jesus was. Listen to me, please. If you don't hear nothing else I said, please hear me. You're always asking too much if you're asking the wrong people. Back that thing up. Call him Big Jesus. You're always asking too much. Your expectations is too high. You want too much. Because I'm asking the wrong mark. I thank you for telling me you can't get it done. I need to ask somebody else to do it. Because it ain't too much. You just can't get it done. It's always too much if you're asking the wrong person. Jesus didn't lower what he wanted. He just said, I don't want it from you no more, Judas. Jesus says, I'm not lowering what I want. I just don't want it from you anymore. Because you can't give me what I want. There's people in your life, you keep going through the same cycles. And they're making you feel bad for having expectations. Y'all let me finish. Y'all let me finish. Can we give God three seconds of praise that you ain't running after Judas? Somebody say yes, Lord. Please, y'all, I'm nine minutes over. Jesus was like, we ain't having a meeting, Judas. I see you for what you are. And I want to thank you, Judas, because if you don't betray me, I feel like hooping just a little bit. If you don't betray me, I'll never get to Calvary. And if I don't get to Calvary, I'll never be able to set people free. So what you meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for my And I came to tell somebody this Sunday morning, it's release a praise right there. Go. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. Let me finish. Guys, I'm 10 minutes over. Please let me finish. Somebody say, I'm focused. Let me, let me say, because some of you might say, Bishop, I, I'm not doing that. Yes, you are. Let me prove it to you. 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 Look at me, please. Can I prove it to you? Can I prove it to you? When something goes wrong, what do you spend most of your time talking about afterwards? What went wrong? Families. What do you spend most of your time talking about? The crazy family members? Did you see what she did? Yeah, I don't know. You put all of your energy... You put all of your focus into the wrong place. So watch me. Watch me. Parents, if you ever seen families out at a restaurant, who, what kid gets all the attention? The little good one sitting there eating that little cheese sandwich. You ignore them. So what do you teach good people to do to be bad? You teach good people to be bad because you only pay attention to the bad ones. 
So for everybody who says being a good guy don't work, I rebuke that. For everybody that says being a good girl don't work, I rebuke that. For everybody that says being a good person doesn't work, I rebuke that. God says it's turning in your favor. Let me finish. I'm, I'm 11 minutes over. Let me finish, please. What do we get angry about? What do we get angry about? We get angry about, we get angry about, y'all ready? Yes, stuff we get angry about is the stuff that people did wrong. Because one person had an attitude. You missed all of the good people to pay attention. Did you see how so-and-so didn't do what they supposed to do? Touch your neighbor say, I ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> say, I got more for me than I do against me. Which leads me to my third and final point, and I got 10 seconds to preach it. Not only was Jesus fit, not only was he focused, this is how kings and priests live. Watch this last one. He was fierce. Somebody say, I'm fierce. In Luke 9:22, look at the screen, saying the Son of Man may suffer many things. Stop. If you're going to be a king and a priest, you're going to have to suffer. What is suffering? It's dealing with problems you didn't create. But somebody said, I got it anyhow. He's going to suffer many things and be rejected. Say, I'm going to deal with rejection. Then he says, and they're going to kill him. In other words, you're not even a real king or a real priest until you've been crucified by people. What does that mean? They hung your name out to dry. They said every scandalous thing they could say about you. And they lied hoping that you were going to take the bullets and take the knives and die. But can you make the devil out to be a liar and say, but I'm still here. Shout it again. I'm still here. Watch. Watch. Here's the last part. And on the third day, be raised. You missed it. He says, I'm going to deal with some tragedy. That's part of being a king. He says, I'm going to deal with some stuff I got to go through. That's part of being king. But he didn't spend time complaining about what he'd have to go through. He just went through it. And then look what he tells you. I'll be up by three days. Touch the neighbor and say, I prophesy your triumph. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Some of you, because some of you, you're dealing with the suffering. Some of you dealing with the rejection. Some of you, you're dealing with the crucifixion. But I need you to know, watch this. That's not how the story ends. Three days later, somebody say, I'm in my winning season now. So all the kings in here and all the priests in here that are fit and that are focused and that are fierce, what does that mean? I'm going to deal with some stuff, but I got it. I'm going to deal with some challenges, but I got it. I'm going to deal with some obstacles, but I got it. Can I get you, watch this, to lay your hands on yourself and speak those words. Say, I'm focused. I'm fierce. I'm fit. I'm focused. I'm fit. I'm fierce. I'm a king and a priest. I'm 14 minutes over. I got to close. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. 
And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 